With your eyes closed, there is a meeting ordained by God. And I see the Lord raising up men. Men and women in this place. Men that carry the oil. Men anointed of the Holy Ghost. To do beyond what men can do. If you find yourself here. Then count yourself blessed. Lord, I thank you for the oil. I thank you for the grace. I thank you for the anointing released upon these ones. In the name of Jesus. Yahweh, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, how far and omega. Yahweh. Oh, you, you are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. Oh, you, you are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh, how far 
Can we take oh, one more time? We will rise. We will rise. In no one's name. In no one's name. Is Yahweh, His Adonai, our Lord is great. In Your name, Adonai, Describe him.
Thank you, Jesus. Describe him. I shout your name. No word can describe you. Sweet as a name. No one can Generations upon you. generations. No words Praise can describe generation. him. Praise you. Generations after generation. We, we are doing what we can. Name. But he's far above Praise. what we think or imagine. We Praise your name. Generations after generations, we lift your name, shouting out, and we praise your name. We praise your name. 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 We praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. We lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. We lift you up. Then I ask the Lord, what name fits you? He said, Then I ask the Lord. Generations after generations. Generations after generations. Praising you. Keep praising you. No one stops you. No one stops you. Then I ask the Lord. Then I ask the Lord. What name fits you? 
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for beautiful time in your presence. Your spirit is indeed life. Your spirit quicken it. The flesh indeed profits nothing as stated in the scriptures. We want to appreciate you for the opportunity to be in your presence together with the brethren. We thank you for such a precious oil that rests and abides upon your people. We thank you for the opportunity to partake in this anointing. Lord, we declare and we agree with you in spirit that your will be done in our lives. Lord, as your word comes, I pray that your word be seasoned with grace. May your word be full of revelation for your people. May your people be moved into expressions in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I'm going to share the word of the Lord for a short moment. For a very short moment. So, I want you to pay attention. I'll be done soon. I promise to be done soon. So, are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. Okay, so be seated. We thank God so much for this beautiful day. It's a great opportunity to be in His presence. It's indeed a day that the Lord has made, and as a body, we'll be glad and we'll take delight in it. I believe so strongly that there are people seated here that are destined for greatness. If you believe you are one of them, shout a big amen. Say, I am destined for greatness. Say, I am a tree. Planted by the rivers of living waters. Say, I dry not. Say, I lack no nutrients. Say, the word of God is my supply. Say, I take delight in God's word. God bless you so much. Give a hand offering to the Lord. Hallelujah. I started expounding about the calling and how the calling of God is known as the common calling. Common calling in the sense that 
It is something that you can find in the life of every man born on the earth. Hallelujah. And I've given scenarios from the scriptures. We've looked at the various parables, the parables of the great banquet. And then the parable of the wedding feast. Where we saw the king or the master extend an invitation. The invitation is what we call the calling. See, calling means invitation. Say after me, calling means invitation. Yes. So, in the parable of the great banquet or the similar one, which is the parable of the great feast, the master sent out his servants to remind those that he has invited that the time is set for the party. The time is set for we to come and enjoy in the master's house. And you can liken the invitation of the master as a presidential invite. Hallelujah. I want to see how great the invitation is. It's it's a beautiful and special invitation extended to all of us. But some way, some other, there were groups of people that thought the, their activities were more important than a master's calling. And they gave all forms of excuses which carried no weight. And the master was not pleased in his heart. And the master therefore sent out his servants again that they should go to the streets. They should go to the highways, to the corners. And bring as many as they find there. And compel them. Persuade them. Call them to come for the party. Because it was set. And as the servants responded, they went and they brought in as many as they could find. But upon all this, there was so much room and they had to go back again into the lanes, into the corners, under the bridges. Places where you think people would not be. Where the depressed are, the lame, the maimed, the, the sick. I mean, people from all walks of life. He said, go and call them. Bring them into this great invitation. Bring them. Because the master wants to have what? Delight in them. And the master was not really happy with the excuses that the three gave. And when you check the weight of the excuses, you wonder if there is anyone that has a car, if there is anyone that is supposed to find ease and flexibility in coming to the party, it was the people that rejected. Because they were invited. Imagine if a president is inviting. You realize the president has his class of what? Of people he works with. So he has invited them. And they had a capacity, even if, if it's supposed to be on the moon. They could buy tickets, space shuttle. These days, many people are traveling to space. So they could have gone to, 
to space, even for the party, they had the means. But they said, I am newly married. And I will not be able to come. And I said, my business, I've bought some oxen. And I'm going to check them in the night. Another also said, I have bought a land. Therefore, I cannot come to the supper because I'm going to check my land in the night. Can you weigh the level of the excuses? Buying a land and going to check the land in the night. And usually when you buy lands, sometimes the lands are far off. And even in the day, sometimes you miss where your plot is. But he decided to use the master's time. The time for supper. The time for the party. The time for the feast. The time for the great banquet. Says that I'm going to check my land. And I made you understand that these are parables. And the way parables are explained in the scriptures, you, you realize that it places a lot of emphasis. So sometimes you might think that they are just fables. But it is trying to point to a particular thing that people might be ignoring. So much. Meanwhile, it is something which is just happening around them. And for this cause, Jesus' main mode of communication in his days was to speak in parables. And the interesting thing about the parables that he said, it was all related to what? Their time. And unbelievably, even the people of his time could not understand. Even those that walked with him could not understand, but they had access. So, at certain times when Jesus has finished teaching, then the disciples come. And then he begins to explain to them the meaning of these words. May you never be like the Sadducees and the Pharisees in the days of Jesus. May you never be an ignorant folk in the name of Jesus. Because ignorance causes a lot of people to perish. Scripture makes it clear that for the lack of vision, for lack of knowledge, my people would perish. I pray that your eyes will be open to see what God is pointing at. And, and the only way for you to catch some of these things is how greatly you esteem these things. You see, in the days of Jesus, I told that there was a certain man called what Nicodemus. He was also part of them. Those big, big men of his days. And Jesus was a man that was so open. You see, Jesus was open to people that you would not think that he's even open to. The publicans, the tax collectors, the people that have been condemned as sinners. Jesus was almost all the time with them. Sharing the word with them. Eating with them. I mean, having fellowship with them. So, if it was any access to Jesus, these people that were so, should I say, that were walking in their ranks could easily have access because they are respectable men. 
But because of the arrogance and pride in their hearts, many of them did not come for wisdom because they thought that they were already fools. In other words, they had excuses that they were also teachers. They were doctors of the law. And nobody can actually teach them. So, but some of them were wise enough to creep their way to the master. And then the master is able to teach a few things which are difficult and hard to be understood. And by God's grace, some of them, a few, got a hold of what Jesus wanted to say. I pray that you get a hold of what Jesus wants to say. Because the people that thought they knew, the people that thought that they could read, the people that thought they understood the scriptures, Jesus had to make reference. He said, go, go back. Go back to the details, the volumes of all these things. And with the prophetic eyes of the Spirit, look into the scriptures. Are these not prophetic words talking about me? But they had the scriptures. They could read from front to back. They could read all the scriptures. And yet, their eyes could not see. It is so possible to have eyes and yet not see. It is so, so, so possible. So don't be deceived by the fact that you think you have eyes. Don't be deceived by the fact that you think that you, you know or you have learned something. If you don't take it, that will be the hindrance to you actually knowing because of what that pride that comes. But I've prayed for you. I have prayed for you. Hallelujah. So there are things that as children of God, we need to really highly cherish and esteem or else these things will just become unto us just as it became unto the Pharisees. The scribes, the Sadducees, the Pharisees of Jesus' days. It is so possible. Amen. I want us to take a good look at the scripture, Matthew 13. We are still talking about a great invitation. Hallelujah. Matthew 13. It's one of the scriptures, scriptures that has a lot of the parables stated there. Matthew. Is someone there? So let's move to 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. So if you want to know much about the parables of Jesus, just try and then uh, make time to read. Verse 36, are we there? Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us. 
the parable. Declare unto us. He answered and said unto them, okay, well, what was I reading? 36, right? Okay. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him, saying, declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the wealth. The good seed are the children of God, of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them that which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun. Hallelujah. Say this at the then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who are the ears to hear? Let it hear. Hallelujah. I think we have spoken about this. How there is so much grace and glory attached to those that respond to the call. And many that respond to the call, if you properly respond to the call, you realize that there is something in your life that will change. Your desires will change. Your way of seeing things will change. Your mentality will change. And you realize that what you'll be thinking about will be different. Why? Because you are thinking about stars. You are thinking about what? Shining like the sun. You are thinking about being filled with wisdom. You are thinking about the glories of the kingdom. You are thinking about the treasures. Okay. Let's continue. Then he said something. And the kingdom of heaven... Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The which when a man has found, no man King James English. It doesn't sound like your modern day English. So again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The which when a man has found, he hid it. And for joy thereof, goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Do we understand this? Can someone say it in tree for me? Who can speak the tree? Okay, so read, 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 read the tree Bible. Let's see. Okay, as I speak, then maybe someone will translate. Is it okay for you? Kizo, can you? <laughs> okay, not today. Okay, you, have you opened a tree Bible? 
Okay, so look at it. Is it again the kingdom of heaven? So he has taught so many things about the kingdom of heaven. He has given so many parables. The entire chapter. You see? And now, is that it is also like this. It's like a man finding a pearl or a treasure or a gem or a precious stone or let's say gold and silver. Okay, okay, read, read, read the three version. Again, I in that's the first right? or but <laughs> Seems that if we don't take care, we are going to lose our, our culture. Okay. So he gave two scenarios here and was trying to speak about the kingdom again. And then he used the word treasure. Then at another point, he used the word pearl. So this one said what? Japadier. And then like jewelry. I can't say it well. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Who, when he had found one, one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every word kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore, sat down and did some separations. Praise God. My interest is in the treasure. Look at it. They said, a man. He's likely what the kingdom of God is like. A man went out and then he finds a beautiful treasure. A treasure which is what? So expensive. Something that you can call what? Property. So treasure in, a, in, in here, we, we would say gold, 
silver, how do you call it? All those precious elements. In those days, they used to keep them. So we can see that there are certain families that have treasures hidden in pots. And it's for generations and generations to come. So they hide what? Treasures are hidden. And in all the movies you have watched, they are going to Treasure Island. They are going to find what? A treasure. It means that it is hidden somewhere. But see this. Oh, they said the man found the treasure. And when he found the treasure, he didn't take the treasure off. He decided to go and sell all that he had to come and purchase that whole field where he found he found the treasure. You know there are there are two interpretations to this, and but one is right, one is not right. But the one that is not right seems to be common, where majority of people have said that okay, so it is me that I have found something precious. So they believe that the individual that has found something precious, then he goes out to go and do all that he can just to what? Get that something which is what? Precious. So people will see that you go and then sell all that you have and then come for what? God. Like trying to get God with all that you have. It's a beautiful interpretation. It's common, but that is not really what it meant. Hallelujah. And before we read it, as explained what the earth was, what a field was, what a treasure was, and all that. So, this is about God himself. Remember, it's a parable. And then, God finding a territory or God locating a place, the earth or the field And then he found something so precious. And because the thing was so, 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 so precious, God himself had to go and sell all that he had. Everything that he had. To just come and buy that land. Because of the treasure he found there. You see, most of you have been made to feel so depressed. Most of you have been made to feel useless all the days of your life. Some, some of you, because of the words you've had from your childhood days, it has crippled every aspect of your life. Some of you, words like good for nothing. You know, people, people can say oh, all sorts of things. Hey, you can never become this. You are this. You are that. You are that. Sometimes they say you are a thief. And that seed that was sown, you a thief, later matures. And then you become an armed robber. But you don't know how it worked out. But then what they will say is that, oh, he started like that. He was picking, 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 picking things. He was a kleptomania. And now he has become an armed robber. But we do not understand what actually happens in the realms of the spirit. The words are like seeds sown into our lives. This is the reason why as a child of God, you need to be on your feet and speak against any negative word 
projected against you. Amen. At this point, any negative word that has been spoken against you from the days of your birth, from your childhood days, even till now, words seen, words invisible, words, words, words that were spoken in your presence, words that were spoken outside your presence, which is fighting against you as a child of God. In the name of Jesus, we come against it and we reverse it in the name of Jesus. I declare that those negative words will never stand in the name of Jesus. We declare your life refined and purified by the life of God in the name of Jesus. And I speak into your life as a man of God that only the word of the Lord will be established in your life in the name of Jesus. Anything that has been spoken against your future progress, anything that has been spoken against your blessings, expansion, and fruitfulness, in the name of Jesus, we reverse all these negative words in the, in the name of Jesus. And we reaffirm God's word of increase and prosperity and grace in your life, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, we thank God for that. Yes. So, this is what it's explaining, that God cherished us so much. I've already laid a foundation that when we are talking about treasures, treasures is not necessarily what you think it is. It's not something that you think is going to bring you money when it comes to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Jesus said something. He said, on this earth, in this world, we try to heap up treasures of gold we try to heap up treasures that can be subjected to what decay and things on this earth. And this decay, moth, caterpillar, all those, I mean, animals can chew them. Yesterday, I came across a video, a video about what is happening in Nigeria. And you know Nigerians have money. Some Nigerians really are wealthy. And you see in someone's house bundles and bundles and bundles of money that has been heaped in the house. And then the people were not happy that, hey, how come people are suffering on the streets? And all that, and this is lying in the, in the house of, 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 of someone. Amen. And you know, you know the interesting thing about the thing? The money is has been like, you know, when you put books there for a long time, if your book can be new, but you leave it there for a long time, how it becomes like powder. I mean, the, the money can feel all like you can, you can see the bundles, like. But all this money is not in the bank, but in someone's room. And now it has what? It has wear off, it has worn out. It's is yes, it has degenerated. It is it has become like powder. Even if you take it, you are giving it to a mate. He 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 won't he won't accept it. I didn't know that it was money with value. All this. And I think it's a very good illustration to what I'm talking about. It shows that the things that we gather here cannot even buy our lives. Sometimes people feel arrogant and you know, it is true that money can do so many things. Money can solve a greater percentage of the world's problem and all that. But when it comes to matters, issues of the soul, 
and the spirit. This money cannot buy. Hallelujah. Money cannot buy. This is the reason why sometimes, even with matters of life and death, no matter how someone can be so rich and all that, yet the money cannot buy what? His life. And people die so much leaving their children in poverty because they never show them where they kept their monies. And they didn't, they, they didn't think they would die. But it happened that they died. People have stored money in their emails and things. Nobody has any idea of it. The details and everything is in their email because you were told to keep it private. And when you die like this and you come out of your body, then you start thinking, am I here or am I not there? Is my email function? You realize that ah, there are no devices in this realm. This realm is operating by a new set of rules. And you get there and you realize that the money, what you call money in the physical world is not money in the spiritual world. Remember the parable that Jesus shared? The Lazarus and the rich man. He said, when in your days you enjoyed all that you had. You enjoyed the best of meals. Lazarus was eating the crumbs. But now, in their spiritual state, Lazarus found himself in Abraham's inheritance. He found himself in Abraham's bosom. And a rich man found himself elsewhere. He thought those same rules still apply there. But he was made to know that the rules that were being used in the days of their lives on earth does not apply here. Their states were different when they came, when, when they came to the realms of the spirit. It shows how wealthy a man can be and yet so poor when it comes to the realms of the spirit. You have no possession. Hallelujah. Because people have missed what a secret is. Bible says that he is before all things and in him all things what? Consist. So that in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What do you call refined gold? What do you call gold? The character. What characterizes the divine life and all that. It is he himself. So imagine you getting into that realm. That realm of the invisible. And you do not have what we call gold. Imagine getting to that realm and you do not have God. It shows your state. Hallelujah. Amen. But I pray for wisdom for all of us in the name of Jesus. I pray for wisdom for all of us so that we will know when God is speaking. So this man went to sell all that he had just to come and buy the treasure. The reason why I told you about words and all that is because, you see, it doesn't matter how people have seen you. It doesn't matter how your background was. 
before God's eyes. In God's eyes, from God's perspective, you are the apple of his eye. In God's eye, you are, you are the pearl of great price that he found. In God's eye, you are that treasure that he found. And it took him all of himself to get it done. He says that, and this is the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. You see, it took him more than money. I told you that in the, in the realms of the spirit, the medium of exchange is not our physical money. It is life. He poured out his life for us. And it's demonstrated in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can see the answer to all the situation. God had to what? Sell all that he had. Do you know why Jesus says something? He said a man's net worth is not even enough. He said even if the whole world should be sold, it cannot what save the life of a soul. It cannot buy your life. He said what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? He said what shall a, what, what, what profits a man if, if he gains the whole world and at the end loses his own soul? That means it's possible that you can have all the things in the world, all the properties, and yet lose your life. It is possible that all your net worth, everything, even the, 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 the selling of the whole earth, cannot buy your life. One day, one minister of God asked, he said, who is man? That you are so mindful of. Why is God so mindful of us? Ask your neighbor, why is God so mindful of you? Why do you think God thinks so much about you? I want you to point to your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor. Why do you think is God so mindful of you? If the person is asleep, you wake him, you wake him up with that. Why is God so mindful of you? Because you are that great pearl, that pearl of great price. Because you are that hidden treasure of what? Great value. This is just trying to explain a few things from, from the parables. We've not even gone into the new creation side. We've not even gone to the Pauline epistles to reveal your true identity in him. But this tells us so much. So what can be the greatest response to this? Understanding that God saw you as a treasure. And because of that, he gave his entire life. He sold all that he had just to purchase 
that piece of land. Just to purchase the world. Because of the treasure. Say, I'm the treasure. And he said, who is man that you are so mindful of? Looking at what Jesus said the other time, he said, wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. And wherever your heart is, is likely that's where your treasure will be. So wherever what your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. So it means that God finds his treasure in you or God finds his treasure as you and I. It is the reason why his, his eyes, his heart is on us like that. This is the reason why you need to, as a child of God, you need to start focusing on the scriptures. Try to now go deeper and find out what is God saying about me. You see, the people that make time and they go into this, they realize how unique they are, they are and they begin to shine. They are shining, oh, they are shining even here and there. Why? Because they understand that they have been made to shine as bright as the sun. They have been made to shine as bright as what? The stars of the heavens. They have been made to understand that they are God's highly treasured inheritance. You need depth. You need understanding to walk in this truth. For this cause, Paul prayed for revelational wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation for the people of Jesus. That they will be enlightened in their understanding. That they will know and discern the hope of their calling. That they will discover the exceeding greatness of his inheritance within the saints. Do you understand? God's inheritance, God's treasure is the reason why God will give himself for you because he cannot let you go. He cannot because it's like, hmm. Have you seen how a mother or how hen, you've seen hen and, and the cheeks. How many of you have met a wild hen before? You see how protective they are. They know that they cannot fight the hawk. They cannot fight the eagle or whatever. They can't fight any of those big animals. But if you dare touch, it will chase you like the. <laughs> it knows that you can, you can kill it, but it wants to what? Protect the children. Because what? They are treasures. The hand incubated on them has waited. For them to mature and hatch. And now you are coming to take away. Look, no, you won't allow that. So when you understand, this is the reason to this is the reason why a lot of people begin to excel in the kingdom. When they understand how much they have been highly treasured. When you understand that God is no longer looking at your 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 should I say your qualities that you think disqualifies you. When you begin to see that aspect of God, which 
cherishes you so much. From that point, you yourself, transformation begins to what? Okay. Because you are so important to the Lord. Then the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who have believed. Look, it's not something small. The previous weeks, I, I have been stating that, look, there is, there is this whole concept of so many people, and it's true, it's a true concept, so many people are the foundations, and we need to grow. So the people that go deeply into how highly they have been treasured, the people that now begin to acknowledge how highly they have been treasured, they begin to stand out. Hallelujah. Haven't you seen that every man of God, every minister of God has a certain conviction and you can see the levels of convictions of each minister and then you can see the extent of their influence or what they believe. They believe, they know that they have been called. There's something that distinguishes them. It's because they have come to appreciate. They have come to acknowledge. It is the way to become highly effectual. We've always been quoting it. You want to become effective in your work with God, effective in your ministry work, effective in your discharge of duties, in terms of ministry, administration, in operations of the gift. It is all directly linked. It's directly proportional to how you, 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 you see yourself. It's directly proportional to how you see what God has what placed in you. Philemon 6, right? One of our beautiful scriptures. Let the communication of your faith become effectual by the acknowledgement. That word is a pignosis. Hallelujah. Amen. You must acknowledge within you. You have that knowing within you. You are so convinced and you want to operate in its highest state of purity. The, the, the reality of that word. You want, you want to function in that. You want to be so vibrant with that word. You want to be so, be so real because that is the reality of the word concerning our lives. He said, by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you. No wonder he explains that, look, when we talk about these treasures, the treasure, why will God treasure it so much? In fact, is God not the greatest thing in this earth or in this world, in this universe? In fact, out of him, everything came into existence. So if there is anything that should be most and highly treasured, it is himself. So then why then do you become the most highly treasured material or substance or, or creation? Why then do you become that treasured? Why then do you become so important in the eyes of God? It's because he himself is in you. Hallelujah. So when we are not able to fully comprehend this, this is where the problem comes. So a lot of people that are walking so ignorant is because of, of, of they not understanding this particular concept. So people give in to anything that comes around them. It comes to excuses. It comes to uh, depravity. It comes to immorality. It comes to, I mean, anything that is the flesh Anything in opposition to God is because we fail to recognize what God is doing within us. 
And he says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Vessels which are like earth. Vessels that can be subjected to clay. But then God by his spirit is bringing out the beauty and the perfection of his life in them. Praise God. Don't you believe these things? Say, I'm God's treasure. Say, I'm that pearl of great price. Say, we are the treasure of God. Hallelujah. You see, so let's take these things into account and let it be a great blessing to us. One thing that I also said is that ah, if God is highly treasuring you like that, if God sees you so beautiful, so great, that you carry his presence, what should be your natural response to this? So now you realize that now the calling of God is not that you are at your somewhere. I, I, I listening. It's not that you are at your somewhere and then God came and he was looking for you or something like that. It's not that you are at your somewhere and then God says, come. And then you are just, uh, okay, God, I'll respond. If you don't respond, it means that you have not come to realization of this truth that I'm speaking about. The moment you realize this truth, there will be an automatic response. It's just like you not understanding how your life is supposed to be. How many of you know metamorphosis in science? In, 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 yeah, in biology. So you know about how the caterpillar will transform into what? Caterpillar will transform into the butterfly, right? Okay. And then there are different stages depending on there's a complete metamorphosis, incomplete metamorphosis. You remember those things? So you move to a certain stage, then another stage. I'll not go into the details of it. Those who did medical entomology will, will explain it better. Okay. So you see what I'm talking about? So it's like you knowing the beautiful end, which is that beautiful creature. Beautiful, whatever that comes out, that can fly. And then you are still saying that, oh, I still want to be in that state. I don't want to. It is in the nature of, 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 of the caterpillar to actually grow and come out. But because of lack of understanding on our side, we have forgotten that it is in our nature to rise up into perfection. It is in our nature to automatically respond to the calling, to the invitation, because it is not necessarily like an invitation. It's actually a realization of what has been deposited in you. You get it? But now, we have to make it a calling or we have, to, we have to call it a calling because it is making you aware. Hallelujah. So if I say, a big events, this is what God is saying about you. Like a certain consciousness comes to you and then you naturally would have to respond to it. Many of us like to hear sweet things about our lives, our callings, our futures and all that. And it is true. But when God speaks and all that, we need to understand that we need to go through the process. Like these stages of metamorphosis I'm talking about. 
But then, if you do not allow yourself to undergo that, that change, what happens? You see, you might see the caterpillar hidden, but you don't know what, don't you think there is maturity, there is things, development of wings going on and all that within that thing, how do you call it, craft? Hallelujah. Don't you think that there is, there is, there is, there is a lot of development ongoing, though on the outward, nobody sees. But then at a set time, now it begins to come out fully as a caterpillar. As a, as, as a butterfly. So there are things that we have to shed off. You must shed off the old skin and come out. Hallelujah. But then, what ensures that process? It means that life is present within the caterpillar. Life should be present. And then, even life in that state of hibernation is still working until the set time, until that moment of incubation has been what? Achieved. Then you come out as a beautiful butterfly. That's metamorphosis. And how do we do that in the realms of the spirit? In the book of Romans. So we go there. We almost done. Romans 12 says that I beseech you by the message of God. Brethren, I beseech you by the message of God that what? He presents your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of what? Worship. He said, and be no longer conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye metamorphosed. Be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. That you'll be able to what? You'll be able to test and approve that which is what? Good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, nobody just stands up to walk in the good and acceptable and perfect will of God like that. I know preachers have also brought a distinction between good, acceptable, and then the perfect will of God. is is basically one. Hallelujah. It's good, it's acceptable, and what? And the perfect will of God. It says that your mind must be renewed. That is what ensures the maturity process. Or else, Things will eat you up. Or things will weigh you down. And you know that in this realms of the spirit, you need to be, you, your, your heaviness in the realms of the spirit is the, is, the, is the level, the intensity of your light. You see? So you need to be light. More light. You need to be lighted up. And your light comes with what? Direct beholding of the word. And be not conformed to this world. So you can see, to ensure maturity, your mind must change. There must be a shift from the way the normal world thinks. And then begin to think like a child of God. Because that's what you actually are. You are that treasure. You are that beautiful pearl of great price. You are the one that God has invited to that what great party. By the renewal of your mind, that you will be able to what? Prove. That which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm about to end. Hallelujah. If you can if you have your Bible, Second Corinthians, then we are done. 
I'm showing you how you transfigure. How you change form. So you can see that the butterfly undergoes what? Transfiguration. From one form, change of figure. Change of form. So now, we too, as children of God, as I said, we, we undergo what? Transfiguration. Change of form. It's not that uh, you have a different life in you, but then the processes within you always brings out something that is more what? Glorious. Because our God is, 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 is indefinable, inexhaustible. You get it? So, there is no point in our lives where we will say that we are exhausted God fully. And because of that, that gives room for different levels and dimensions of God to be expressed in us, even when people think that we are still at the highest of operations. People might desire to walk the way we are walking with God. People might desire to know the way we know God and all that. But then you know that there is more to be known even in God. Paul, even at the peak of his ministry, will say that even this one, we do not know it all. For the, at this point of our lives, we are still prophesying in parts. We still know in parts. We are seeing as if we are seeing through a dark glass. We are seeing through shades. It is not completely transparent. But then at the full-blown revelation of the king, we shall see and be just as he is. Amen. So it is true that we are just as he is. But then there is an innumerable dimensions of his graces, of his lights, of his glories for us to be to explore. And that means that as children of God, we need to undergo constant change, constant transfigurations. There's always a new level to be attained in God. Okay, so he said, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16, the veil shall be what? Taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. So he's trying to tell you that the transformation does not just happen like that. But it is the spirit that transforms. That's why as a child of God, your, your relationship with the Holy Spirit needs to be so strong. Hallelujah. Your communion with the Holy Spirit has to be very, very, very strong. So that when you turn to the spirit, every veil is taken away. Every veil of legality is taken away. Every veil and strongholds of our minds is taken away. Every veil of old mentality, family generative, old, old generation mentality and all that. All those things are what broken down and taken away because we are looking onto the spirit. The thing is that as we look onto the spirit, we begin to see more of our identity. The spirit has become the mirror. Amen. Okay, so, it says that now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So, if you are here and you want to experience true liberation, you want to experience what true liberty is, what freedom is. Freedom is not the fact that, oh, you have everything at your hands. You see, you can have everything in your hands and still not be free. So, what can a man give in exchange for you? So, what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses also? It means that your acquisitions, your possession is still not enough to actually purchase you. It is God's own life which can actually purchase you because you belong to him and he will never deny himself. Hallelujah. He said, but we all with open face beholding us in a glass, us in a mirror, we are seeing, we are beholding, we are looking into the eyes of the spirit, beholding the glory of the Lord. We are changed. We are transformed. We are metamorphosed. We are transfigured. Say transfigured. Say I am metamorphosed. Say, I'm transformed. I am changed into the same image 
of the spirit from glory to glory in Jesus name we all with open faces beholding us in the mirror of the glory of God we are being constantly transfigured into that same image there is much in the kingdom allow the Lord to complete the process allow the Lord to work on you and when the set state of hibernation incubation is achieved you see that that fully transformed caterpillar which has been transformed into the butterfly will will come out metamorphosis has been alive from the beginning all that i'm saying is that you are god's treasure get to know this walk with that mindset run with it and your life will be a great blessing to the world this is the only way for us to stand out and come out out of that foundation of people that are walking in in near understanding and knowledge of their identity. God wants us to operate in the highest understanding and knowledge. That's the only way for us to become what effectual. So be at the apex, be at the top. Decide to go deeper into God, know Him more, and you will never, never, never regret. God bless you so much for listening. God bless you so much for for your presence. God bless you so much. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your spirit in the name of Jesus. And the Lord is that spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. There is liberty. But we all with open faces. Beholding us in a glass. The glory of God. We are being changed into the same image from glory to glory. By the same spirit of the Lord. Is the Lord that brings the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Prophet Paul, come in. Take over and minister shortly and then we'll be done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus. 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 Father, in